guys, welcome to the latest episode of this unbelievable life. I have my longtime friend, Amy Payne with us, and she's going to be talking about right-sizing your home and stuff and simplifying your life. Let me tell you, I'm so excited for this one because for those of you that don't know, um, I had a recent move and I downsized from a 9,000 square foot house with two barns um, down to what is going to be probably around a 5,000 square foot house that is currently being built. So I'm living in a 1,900 square foot studio and have a bunch of stuff in storage. And we're talking like five storage units. And my my main, I guess, lesson from all of this now that we're living in the studio is that I did not realize I could live with that little stuff. And, and it's going to be a huge purge process when we do dive back into this, the storage units before we move into the house, because it's going to be a necessity. So I'm going to turn it over to Amy uh, to tell us a little bit, and then we can just shower her with questions as we go along. But Amy, take it away. Okay. Hi, I'm Amy Payne. Um, I am an expert mover. Unfortunately, personally, I have a lot of experience with moving as well as professionally. I own a a professional organizing service called Lasting Order in Evansville, Indiana. We have an office in Jasper as well. So I would like to just tell you my story, I guess. My story covers all sorts of different kinds of moving, right-sizing. I'm very passionate about helping people get organized, focus on the things that are most important to them, and just clear the clutter out of your life. Um, it's all about simplifying getting organized and just really to focus on what it is that you choose to focus on. I mean, not everybody's into bees, right? <laughs> some of us don't like bees, but some of us do. So it's it's about you It's individual. Getting organized is always about the individual person. How do you want to live? How do you want to live in the space that you have? Is your space working for you? Is your stuff working for you? So every space should have a purpose. All of your stuff should have a purpose. If it doesn't have a purpose, it's clutter and it needs to go. Um, so that's what I focus on in my business. I've got a team of organizers that help people declutter to sell, downsize, declutter to live, move, we pack, we unpack, etc. But how did I get here, right? That's the question. So when I first got married, we, um, my husband was changing jobs. He was in retail management. So he had a couple of different jobs. He then switched careers altogether to computer programming and which was a huge shift from retail management. And so the first 12 years that we were married, we moved 11 times. Absolutely insane. When people hear that, they're like, what? In the middle of that time, we also had three children in three and a half years. So life was absolutely chaotic. I was like, this is insane. I need to function. I need to survive. What do I do? And I went to the internet and I went to message boards and I was like, help me learn how to get control of my life. And that's when I really started to learn how habits and routines really play such an important role in getting organized and simplifying your life. So I learned how to get organized. People would say, oh my gosh, you're so organized. And I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, I am not the organized person you think I am. And I kind of took it as an insult. Like, you can't say that I'm fun or nice. It's like, oh, you're so organized. I'm like, that's not a compliment to me. So it, I quickly realized it can be a compliment. That is a good thing. Getting organized is a good thing. 
And I went to the home show in Dallas, Texas, when we lived in, we moved from Illinois to Texas, and now we live in Indiana. So three of those moves were very big moves. The other ones were smaller moves, like from one apartment to another apartment, then we would buy a house. Um, still moves, but much smaller. So in Dallas, I learned about organizing and I was like, that that's what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> I want to help other people manage the chaos of life and the chaos of moving that they experience. So if you've ever moved, um, it is chaotic. It can be very stressful. It can be very chaotic. So I swore I would never move again. I was like, I will never, ever move. Um, and then I found myself in a company owning a business where we help people move. And I'm like, what kind of insanity is this? How did I get here? But the good part is I have a lot of experience with moving. And so I understand the process. I understand the difference between a local move and a long distance move and how to manage all of that. In the process of all these moves, sometimes it was just, I don't like this apartment. Let's get a different one. Or we had another baby, we need a little bit bigger space, or we want to own a home for ourselves, so let's purchase a home, let's move to a new state for a different job kind of thing. And so then we got to the point where we came to Indiana, we came to Indiana, we bought the same size house that we had in Texas, and quickly realized financially that just wasn't going to meet our goals. For me to be a stay-at-home mom, it just was not going to work out. So we decided to downsize. That was my first real experience with downsizing. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Now I understand the stress that people go through when they're trying to make these decisions about you spend the first part of your life collecting all this stuff. And then you go to downsize and you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to get rid of things. And it's all the stuff that I just worked really hard for and I spent money on. And at the time that I purchased it, I cared about it. Whether I do right now or not is a different story. But what I discovered is that downsizing can actually be a fun process of really, instead of thinking of it like I have to get rid of things that I like or that someone gave me and I like the person that gave it to me, now you start thinking of it if you adjust your thinking to I get to pick the things that I really love. And I get to keep those things and I let all the other things go away. So when we downsized, and we're not talking about 9,000 square feet here. <laughs> when we downsized, we were going from like 2,600 square feet down to about a little under 1,500. So 1,400 and so. Um, so when we downsized, we got to say, okay, we have three living rooms worth of hand-me-down super crappy furniture. And guess what? We just sold it all and we bought one nice living room set that fit in our new living room. And I can tell you, I was so much happier with one nice, it was, became a quality over quantity issue. So we sold, we had, I think we only had two living rooms worth of furniture, but we had three dining room tables just from different, you know, different moves, collecting things. And so we got rid of all of those and bought a brand new, nice dining room set. We were able to just really simplify. No storage units, just let's, and storage units are great for temporary. I see the look on your face. <laughs> They're great for temporary situation. They're not great for a long-term situation. 
if you have too much stuff to fit in your space, you need to really evaluate what do you have? Why do I have it? What do I really need to keep? Now, I understand there's people who live in like a very small condo. Um, I have a client who lives in an apartment in San Francisco. So in a tiny apartment in San Francisco, you absolutely don't have room to store a Christmas tree or Christmas decorations long term. So having a storage unit in situations like that, fine. Temporary situations, great. But if you find yourself with a storage unit full of stuff and you don't even remember what's in it, that starts to become a problem. Then you have to ask yourself, why am I holding on to the stuff that I'm holding on to? So back to my journey. So we're downsizing to this 1500 square foot house. And what I found in the end, when we got settled in, we got the new furniture, got rid of all the other things. I even had to evaluate my hobbies. Prior to that, I was a big scrapbooker. I had gotten so busy with the kids and activities and all the things that I really wasn't using my scrapbook supplies. And so I realized now is the time. If I'm going to let it go, I need to let it go now while the supplies are still worth something to someone else. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of people realize when it's too late is they've hold, they hold on to things so long that the value to someone else ends up being zero and it ends up being trash in the end. Where if you can release and let go of things while they still have value to someone else, you're then passing along and being generous instead of clinging to those things. We worked with a client once who we crawled up in their attic. They were a senior couple. They weren't able to get up in their attic anymore. We got up in the attic, got things down. They had baby equipment that was like 40, 45 years old. Do you know what happens to baby equipment when it sits in an attic for 40 or 45 years? The plastic on it literally disintegrated when we would pick it up. It became absolutely trash. Where 42 years ago or however many years ago they put it up in the attic, if they would have said, hey, let's pass this along to someone else who needs it, someone else could have gotten use out of it. But instead, up to the attic it went. Of course, their children didn't want to use the equipment for their grandchildren because safety standards had changed, things like that. So it just literally rotted away in the attic. So we encourage people to just let go of things while you have a chance, while it's a value to someone else. So I sold all of my scrapbook stuff and ended up deciding to do some digital scrapbooking instead which takes up the space of a laptop instead of the space of half of a bedroom. So I got rid of all the stuff, simplified, just really every time you move, you get a chance to evaluate. Do I love this enough to pack it in a box, carry it across town or to another state, unpack it and find a place to put it? I joke with people who've lived in the same house for like 40 years. I'm like, you want to declutter? Pretend like you're moving. Because I will tell you, after hauling stuff from place to place to place, you quickly realize you don't need as much stuff as you think you do. And if you haven't worn it, you haven't used it in a certain amount of time, why are you holding on to it? So we downsized to the 1,500 square feet. We had three kids, a dog, and ran a business out of less than 1,500 square feet. It can be done. And honestly, like I said, 
I really enjoyed our time in that home because I felt like it was, we were maximizing our space. We were using every square inch of it. We didn't have any random extra rooms that were empty or weren't being used. We just maximized it. We used our money wisely. We used our space wisely. And I felt really good about that. We got to a point where the business had grown, the kids had grown, their friends had grown, and we realized 1,500 square feet wasn't really cutting it anymore. And so we did upsize again, back to about 2,500 square feet. So just because you choose to downsize or simplify in this stage of life doesn't mean you can never again. Like for you, you downsize from 9,000, you're in 1,900. That's great, temporary. Maybe that's not what you want long-term. It's okay to go back bigger again. It's really each person individually what it is that they want out of their own life. Now my husband and I are empty nesters and we're looking at the 2,500 square feet like, why do we have all these rooms? What are we doing with all this space? And we're actually considering doing some kind of other shift or move or downsize. So sometimes people look at the word downsize and they're like, oh, I hate that word. It's a terrible word. Think of it as right-sizing. Whether you are physically moving or not, your space and your stuff need to be sized to one another. So if you have a 10,000 square foot house and you have 10,000 square feet of stuff, that's okay. That's your choice. If you have a thousand square foot house and 10,000 square feet of stuff, that's a problem. <laughs> that's when you need to give me a call and say, help me out. I need to go through some things and get rid of stuff. So when we're working with clients, we're helping them make those decisions. What do I keep? What do I get rid of? How do I decide what to keep, what to get rid of? What do I do with the things that I'm getting rid of? Do I throw them away, donate them, try to sell them? What's the most effective, efficient way to sell things, get rid of things? Um, and really then once you've purged, where do you put those things? How do you store them? We're helping create systems of organization for people so that they can live the life they want to live. If you have all the hobbies, great. Have them organized, have them accessible where you can get to them and use them. If you haven't done your hobby for like 20 years, it's probably not really your hobby anymore. So do, why are you still holding on to your basket weaving stuff from 1970 if you haven't used it? So really think about that when you're thinking about, you know, what's the purpose? What am I, what am I trying to accomplish? Who am I trying to be? Am I trying to be the person with 40 hobbies? Am I trying to be the homesteader? Am I trying to be the minimalist? Or somewhere in between? What am I trying to do? What are you wanting out of your life? And that's how you start to narrow things down and start to really hone in and make decisions about what's what spaces do you even need? So I sound like a crazy person when I talk about what, what I want to do with my house in the future. I'm all over the board. I'm like, well, I could do a barn dominium in the woods, or I could do a condo downtown, or I could do, <laughs> and I have all these, everybody around me is like, what is the matter with you? It's because I know 
what I want to do in my space, but what that space actually looks like or what form it takes could be very different and I would still be satisfied because it's about being able to have people in my home, hosting people. It's about when my kids come home to visit, I want to have a place for them to sleep and enjoy each other's company. And it's about just being able to relax and not spend all the time on yard work. So how do you make that happen? Well, there's a lot of different options on how we can make that happen. So stay tuned. I don't know yet what the answer is. <laughs> well, I love all the services that you offer. And, and firsthand, I know that my move, it's not that it was traumatic for me. But it was, it was definitely an interesting process. I hadn't done it in nine years. Um, and I was saying goodbye to my dream home. The reason we moved was because of um, some health issues with Bob's parents and having to wrap myself around the idea of leaving what was my dream home for essentially what's going to be our next dream, which is very exciting. There was still a level of sadness to it. And I think you could probably speak to the fact that, you know, not every moving situation is going to be the fun one. Not every situation is, hey, I'm going to the next big thing. Sometimes you have elderly people that are moving into a nursing home or moving in with their grown children, or maybe there was a spouse that passed away. Can you talk a little bit more about the emotional side of it and how, how being organized can give some level of comfort to that? Absolutely. I think that's a great point. I mean, the examples I gave for my personal life, most of those were by choice, right? Somewhat financial, but mostly by conscious choice to live a simpler life or conscious choice to change our environment or change jobs. A lot of people don't have the luxury of that choice. They get to a point in life where, like you said, someone passes away or they're not physically able to live at home by themselves or financial disaster strikes and they're forced to do something dramatic with their space. And so it can be extremely difficult. And we work very closely with a lot of different clients that are downsizing or moving because of those kinds of situations. And I think in a situation where you're already in trauma or you're already struggling with some major change that you may not want, you are, you have all these emotions going on already. The last thing you need is for hiccups along the way of your move to cause you even more stress and trauma. And so by having a plan and being organized going in or having a support system, whether that support system is friends and family or whether it's a professional to help you along the way, it's important to have some kind of a support system experts that know what they're doing that can help ensure that your smooth your smooth that your move goes smoothly um that you you know what you're doing so like while we while we're packing people we're decluttering we are throwing away trash we're getting rid of things that are broken ripped torn stained the clothes that you thought that you were going to get altered three years ago and it hasn't happened yet we're parting with those kinds of things i say those are the easy things to get rid of right Start with the stuff that's easy and then you move on to the little bit harder things. Maybe you're super attached to your clothes. Some people have a real thing for clothes, shoes, purses, and that may be emotionally harder for you to part with. Or maybe you have a deceased spouse belongings that you're really not ready 
to let go of yet. That may be a situation for a storage unit, or maybe you put it temporarily in storage until you have the emotional capacity to deal with that. Maybe during the move isn't the right time to deal with deciding about some of those kinds of things. But as you're packing, thinking about, again, picking the things that you love first and the things that are practical and then saying, okay, the rest is like a maybe pile. If I have room, I'll take what I can. But otherwise, I don't care about that stuff quite as much. So being able to think clearly enough to make that decision, sometimes you need somebody with you saying, do you want it? Do you need it? Do you love it? Do you have to have it? Will it fit in the new space? Then as you're packing, think in terms of where are you moving it to in the new house? So you're planning ahead. You're not just arriving at the new space with 160 boxes, not knowing where the things are going to go. If you're packing up things from your kitchen, let's say your current kitchen has a little office space, but your new place has an, a dedicated office, you're going to pack your office stuff with office on the box, not kitchen on the box. So you're not packing it where it came from. You're packing it with what room is it going to? And that makes things a lot easier when you get to the new space. So you're as you're downsizing, making those decisions, when you're thinking about things that belonged to others, I want you to keep in mind, because this is where it gets really nitty gritty with the emotional side of things. Let's say you had your grandmother passed away and she had a teacup collection and she gave you, when she passed away, you received 40 teacups and saucers from all around the world. Really cool things. You remember how much your grandma loved teacups. And when you see the teacups, you're reminded of your grandmother. You're reminded how much you loved her. What do you do when you have to move and you don't have room for all the teacups? That's where we get into the emotional issues of being able to say, how much is enough, right? Holding on to something that someone else loved is fine, but that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you don't love them anymore if you let it go. So when we come in and work with a client, we're helping them process that. We're thinking through those things about how can you honor your grandmother without keeping 40 teacups? Can you have one teacup and saucer that's your favorite and maybe a photo of you and grandma having a tea party? Like, how can you honor her memory and love her without keeping everything she gave you? And I think that is a real struggle when it comes to either inheriting things, losing a spouse, that kind of stuff. To be able to separate your love for them from the love of the things that belong to them. So I guess um, my last question is, one, anything else you'd like to add? And two, how can we get in touch with you and what levels of service do you offer? Okay, so we do help organize anybody in their house, attic to basement, yard barn in the backyard, storage unit down the street. We'll help you go through your stuff, make decisions. Some people think that they have to declutter before they call us. You don't. That's part of what we do. We help you make decisions about what to keep, what to get rid of. And then the stuff that you're keeping, we help you decide where to store it and then how to maintain your space 
ongoing after we leave. So our goal is always to work ourselves out of a job. We want to help you. We want to move on to the next project. If you need it touched up later, we're happy to come back and help with maintenance. But we don't really, we're not, our intention is not to just have you ongoing as a client for forever. The goal is to help you and move on. So um, setting up systems is one, organizing your house. We help you declutter to put your house on the market. We don't stage it, so we're not going to tell you what lamp to buy or what color to paint the wall, but we help you declutter to get the space ready for sale. We help you pack, unpack. We can help manage a move as well. So if it's a senior moving to another place, we can help arrange movers. We can coordinate with wherever it is that they're moving to, all of that stuff, and then unpack and organize in the new space to get you all settled in and organized. We work with businesses to help them declutter and organize digitally, as well as scanning in photos and converting movies. So that helps declutter as well. All of that, you can get a hold of me on my website, lastingorder.net. You can give us a call at 812-858-2457. If you go to our website, you can fill out our contact us form. We'll be happy to get in touch with you. We start with a free phone call just to talk about what it is that you need, what we provide, how the process works, and then we do an in-home or in-office consultation. And then from there, we move on and do Fire. the work. Are you just local or do you provide um, counseling, you know, what you're doing at a national level? Because I know you mentioned something about San Francisco, I think it was. Yes. So the residential side of the business is local to about an hour and a half from Evansville or Jasper. And then the uh, if we had a client that was moving out of the area and they wanted to pay us to go unpack them, we probably would. It would cost a good travel fee. But the, the productivity side, the business organizing digital stuff is done via Zoom. And so we do that nationally. How exciting and what a fabulous service, because like I said, with my move, it, it was, it was very stressful and you're there to, to provide that, that helping hand. And I love that your services are available, not only to anybody moving, but anybody that just wants to, as you said, right size, um, and be comfortable in their space, uh, which it, you know, it's, it's something that a lot of people sometimes are lacking. And so if anybody has any questions, um, feel free to reach out to Amy or if you want to go through me and I can and pass them along. But Amy, thank you so much for sharing your unbelievable life. What a tremendous service you offer people. Um, and you're just so inspirational and you are the organized one. We we, we see you. We, we totally see you in that regard. And that is completely a compliment. I wish I was as organized as you. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope that you all are having a blessed and wonderful day. And thanks again. Thanks for having me.